listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Sunday Grand Final Day, October 1st, Footy Talk, a listener podcast. Today, it is the Grand Final Sunday, the Grand Final we always wanted. Brisbane take on Penrith. We'll unpack the Reese Walsh V fan. James Graham will talk about what goes on on a Grand Final morning and the lead-up to that kickoff. We'll talk about, obviously, the run-through for today and does the AFL have it better than the NRL around the Grand Final setup? Footy Talk, Sunday, a listener podcast, James Graham and Dobbo. Well, it's finally here, Sunday the 1st of October, the day that we all love, the day we've been waiting for. We are very close to heading out to a core stadium. The Broncos take on the Penrith Panthers. That game's 7.30 tonight, and this is our last Sunday Footy Talk for the year. Woohoo! With Ben Dobbin and James Graham. Jabba. I'm happy to see you, but I'm even happier this is the end with you. <laughs> Hello, mate. <laughs> well, thanks for that, Ben. I was going to say, uh, what a pleasant year it's been on a on a Sunday, starting off with a footy talk to wet the warm the the insides up, and then we've got a few into, we've got a few hours to work through yet today, and there's a lot to happen. Grand final days, you've been part of many, um, and they haven't always ended the way you'd want to, but. There's something special when you're one of the last two teams on that first Sunday in October. Yeah. Um, yeah, some of the outcomes weren't the desired ones. Um, but these are the days um, that you do it all for. And even just you know, on my way um, in today to, to talk to you, I started thinking about what it was like as a player waking up on grand final day and knowing it's... It's all coming, and you know the the seven thirty kickoff for the men's and um, and for the women who are playing as well. That I was never one that wanted to waste time away. Yeah, but, but these are the days where you're like, can you just hurry up? Yeah, just drag like, on. Can you just can can we just get to seven twenty five or seven twenty nine and just get there because it, it can be quite a long day. And is it um, is it also? Can I ask you in during the course of the day? You had a preparation, but lying around can't do you any good. So it's a bit of, is it between out and about and losing focus or overthinking it, lying there watching a movie? How do you juggle? Because normally if you play at four o'clock or if you have a two o'clock game, you get up morning, it it, it comes quicker. But that 7.30, the lead up, the fans, you know the excitement, the family, they're here wanting. How do you navigate that? Yeah, look, I, I, I always did it. I always worked backwards. So, you know, we'd get to the game an, hour, an, hour, yeah. an hour and a half before kickoff. Um, work back from that. Okay, well, we're either going to be driving on the bus, whatever it may be. Work back. Okay, well, I'll go for a swim two hours before we leave uh, or go for a swim an hour and a and, and nap perhaps. So m- most of the players will be in a a pretty steady routine. Will be used to travelling. I think um, the the probable advantage is with Penrith because I assume they're going to be staying in their homes. Yeah, the well, before the game, where yeah. the Broncos will be in a hotel. Um, but I've sort of when, when I've been thinking about 
um, th- this week and, and how the game will uh, unfold. I think Brisbane win it or lose it this week in the build-up um, yeah. with how they manage their thoughts, any actions that change, um, if they overthink it. I can't imagine them underthinking it. Um, but just have, having that ability to remain calm for, for those, you know, for the majority of that squad, this is a brand new experience. Um, and it can be quite difficult to navigate and it can be difficult to not play the game in your head and and be emotionally drained yep. kick kickoff time. Yeah, you're going to give it your all, but I think, you know, you probably reflect back and go, oh, I, I, I just couldn't escape it. It's, it's, it's insane as well, Dobbo. I think he actually... There will be in professional sports now. You will have those. Um, uh, there'd be a professional to help you deal with those thoughts yeah. because they can consume you. Well, they've got them. They've got them at Brisbane. The, the yeah. Brisbane have got them. And even when you mate, the, so last night's sleep in there, it's, I, never good. Mate, it's so strange to want to switch off. And the clocks change as well. Like yeah, the, yeah, all, you got to be prepared. You know, you just. It's just all a, all a bit of a foot, and then no, no doubt I was always wake up and be like, oh, "It's game day!" Oh no, no, it's still the middle of the night. I've got to. How did your wife navigate those kind? Did she go, "Hey, listen, I'm not even going to bother. I'm going to sleep in the spare room," or you know, was it very much? And I mean that genuinely. I'm not trying to like talk about anything, but like, it's so important that you get some sleep the night before that oh, you don't play the game out. So, yeah. you know, the littlest thing, baby crying. You know, yeah. um, uh, you know, friends overstaying and they're up a bit later than oh, you. You that, got all that, that, that kind that, of that stuff. Like, yeah. No, no, you, 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 you ain't having any mates over the <laughs> night before. Don't worry about that. Um, look, I, I was always okay getting getting to sleep. I'd have my my systems to get me to sleep. Ricky Gervais, um, Carl Pilkington, and Stephen Merchant used to nurse me off to sleep, like they still do. Yeah, um, and some uh, other things now. Um, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, that, 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 that was my uh, that was my uh, that was my go to. I'd wake up in the night, think, "Oh, has the game happened or not? No, yeah. Oh no, it hasn't. Okay, I'll just put that on play again. Put the earpods in, both earphones, drift off to sleep, drift off to sleep." But um, yeah, it's hard to control the excitement. You yeah. just you you just wanting that time to to come. I've never experienced, but I can only imagine. Awesome when we've got a lot to get through. Can we talk about one bloke that? To me, he's a superstar of the game and he's a rising star. And the incident that occurred at that fan day on Thursday and then has since been reported and now the Integrity Commission are investigating is the remarks that Reese Walsh made to the fan. Now, just for everybody, if you haven't heard completely, uh, the fan said to Reese Walsh at the fan day, the fan should never have been anywhere within Cooey of Reese Walsh, but they were. That's a security issue. That's an NRL issue. I'm not getting into that. The fan says Moses Leal is going to take your head off. As Reese Walsh is being led away, he says, "Well, I'll take your mums," and kept on going. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe this made the light of day. I can't believe uh, that the NRL Integrity uh, Commission is the Integrity Unit is reading it. I will read you what Kevin Walters, I spoke to Kevin Walters on air on Friday when this broke. And he said, it's difficult for Walshie, the amount of people who love him or hate him. We're in a bit of foreign territory here in New South Wales. So there's going to be people jealous of Reese because of the way he plays, his looks and all those things. That's something he's going to have to get on top of for the rest of his career. And then he said, 
He's a Narang boy. The Narang roosters, they're very proud of him. You can't take the Narang out of the Narang boy, which is is very true because it's a hard part of the coast. They're, they're tough. They play tough. And Reese comes from a tough part of the Gold Coast. He's a, but I, I can't believe they're being investigated. I can't believe. What, what, what happened to the fan? What, well, what the fan should have. Well, there's a couple of points here, Ben. The fan allegedly said that. That Moses Leo is going to rip his head off. Well, we heard it. No, on the, on the video. Oh, the, the, the video. There's video. Oh, on there's the video. video so yeah. I, I've only seen the no, video. No, you haven't seen the head. No, no, I've, yeah, heard, so I've, I've not... seen the whole footage. So he says that. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, I read a report that the fan was visibly upset. Good. Go and cry, you little baby. Because if you want to talk shit, talk shit, you get it back. Good. With you. you little baby. Go and cry to the NRL. What a pathetic loser. If you're gonna get if you're gonna spray someone and then someone comes back about your mum. Br- brilliant comeback. One yeah. of the you know, one of the easy comebacks, you know, like, oh yeah. your mum. <laughs> like yeah. it's child stuff. And Reese Walsh is like well within his rights to serve him back. If you if we start sending the message to athletes that they can just cop abuse. And not give something back. No one should be. No one should be bound by that. Yeah, if you want to talk smack at you and 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 put you down and tell you this is going to happen to you, good on Reese for reacting. Maybe he didn't go far enough. Yeah, maybe he didn't go far enough. And honestly, like I speak to a lot. I I love engaging with with our game. I love what our game's about. Right, and if you want to meet your heroes, you want to meet Latrell Mitchell. You want to meet. Reese Walsh, Tommy Taborovich, James Tedesco, whatever it is, all you need to do is be a member of that team. You, you could quite easily go and access sure. them in the official way. You, you could find out. It wouldn't be difficult to find out. Mate, you go to the training the, sessions the, in Brisbane. The training sessions every, are open. Every single training session but is open. You, even away from that, it wouldn't be difficult to find out like where most players sort of socialize, cafe, cafes, pub. We're very, football's very approachable. And that we are, we are, not that far removed from the people that we grew up to be. Yes, um, being a professional athlete changes you. Money changes you. Being on TV changes you, but not so much that you can't interact with the everyday fan. And part of that relationship needs to be upkept by the players, but it also needs to be upkept by the fans. So we don't want a situation where, like it is in the Premier League, in England, yeah. the European Premier League, all the all the, Where the all fans the, all, never see him. All the major sporting codes in America, like, tell me how you go and meet LeBron James. Impossible. Are you are you just walking up to him, him in a random cafe? No. Or a random pub? Never. And you're just having a beer with him and going, Oh yeah, good to chat, mate. Can I get a picture? Yeah, sure. Are you just going to a random fan day? Uh-uh. Ain't happening. So we, we we all have a part to play. And I know I'm, I made some sort of ingest jokey comments there about it being good, the fan copped a little bit back. But what we have as a game, I think it's very important to our sporting code yeah. that we've got that touch. We're, we're, we're in touching distance with the fans. It's something yep. that we should but embrace and celebrate. Yeah, I agree. But both sides need to upkeep the deal. Yeah. So if you're going to do that, don't go and up. Don't go and gra- Don't go and send that video to somebody. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit ironic, isn't it? They... And also the NR I, I, because but if we don't manage these situations correctly, Ben, all that happens is you will never see Reese Walsh in a public space ever again. You won't get close to him. Yep. Like look at Latrell Mitchell. He goes out there 
to, uh, to that um, to that youth day off his yeah. own back. He's just being a fan. He's just he's just being he's, he's just there in, engaging in community. Yet one person had the nerve to say he didn't take a photo with my life for whatever reason. Well, you know what? He just won't. Next time, he won't, he won't go. Yep. Or you know what? You, instead of being the local pub, it'll be in some swanky bar where you've got roped off area, security. No, nothing to see here. Just like it is in America. Just like it is in the European leagues in soccer. Yeah. So we need to be very, very careful how we treat the relationship with the players. The players have a certain standard to uphold. And, you know, you could make a point that maybe Reese shouldn't have responded that way. But guess what? He's 21. And he did. And good on him for having the balls to stand up and say something back to him. At the end of the day, it's only words. Yeah. And I don't think he's rattled by it. Well said. Massive day um, today. So for everybody listening to us this morning, if you're heading out there, gates open at 1 p.m. today. 1.20, the NRL State Championship between South Sydney and the East slash Brisbane Tigers. Um, And then we have the pregame NRLW from 3.20. 3.55 is the NRLW's um, premiership grand final between Newcastle and also the Titans. Mate, just quickly, right, we we, we, we called that Newcastle game, yeah. right, against the, the Broncos. Well, I did, yeah. Newcastle, Newcastle were awesome. To they me, were very good. Jesse Southall, yeah. What, what a player. But I was basically banking on them playing the Roosters. Yeah. Like, what happened? Gold Titans were wooden spooners last year, weren't they? Defense, and they've come well. So, um, look, I I think there's a lot. There's a lot riding for the Titans. I think I know, and I know somebody in our show in Gordon Tallis is very excited that if they can, you know, we might not see him for days. Matt, that that's Newcastle's to lose. Yeah, I agree. From based off what I've witnessed this year, that is Newcastle's to lose. 6.30 6.30 will be the pregame entertainment, then 7.30 kickoff um, Broncos taking on the Panthers. It's a huge day today out at course Stadium. We're going to take a break, come back, and we're going to talk about that clash. Panthers taking on the Broncos. Who will win, why, and who's going to get the Clive Churchill? This is Footy Talk, a listener podcast. You're with James Graham and Dobbo on Grand Final Sunday. <laughs> Welcome back to Grand Final Sunday, Footy Talk, listener podcast. Broncos take on Panthers, first versus second, best defensive, second best defensive, best attack versus second best attack. Three-time grand finalist, two-time premiership team against a team full of confidence, spunk, that think they can do it. Who is going to win this one in the early? I mean, we're early here. It's early Sunday. What's your gut say, Jammer? Well, my gut on last weekend has gone with Brisbane. The more I talk about this game, I can convince myself that Penrith are going to win. But I'm going to stick with my gut. And the most important uh, area of focus for the Broncos needs to be the start. Yep. They didn't start particularly well against Melbourne. They didn't start partic- they 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 started poorly against the Warriors. Yeah, and I'm no not question. just I'm not no, just no, no, I'm not right. just talking about no, no, no. conceding the tries. I'm talking about those sets. Warriors marched down the middle of the field. Wade Egan had a field day out of um, dummy half. So, big area of focus. Broncos need to start well because if you don't start well against the Penrith Panthers, I I use this analogy all the time, they're like an anaconda. They'll wrap around you and every time you go to breathe, they'll just suffocate a little bit more breath and life out of you and it'll be a slow, painful death for the Broncos if they don't start well because they're not the Warriors. They're not going to allow you back into the contest. 
That's what Penrith do so well. It's a bit like this in the sense that they get out to a 16-0 lead and then they just shut it down. They go, right, we're just going to shut it down. We've got this. Like they can get like what you're talking about. They just squeeze the life out of you so there's nothing left. There is nothing left. Well, they left. don't they, – they play a style of football that doesn't allow you any opportunity to come back into the fo- into the contest. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Everybody's talking about the middle forwards and you've been part of a grand final where – the middle forwards dominated 14 with yourself and, you know, Sammy Burgess. And we all know the history of that. Just the kind of role that Adam Reynolds plays today, he's the conductor. If you want Reese Walsh to be brilliant, you need Adam Reynolds to be brilliant. You want Payne Huss to be right, he's the bloke that's dictating, saying, right, you take this, you take that. You want Stags and Farmworth to get room. It all comes off Reynolds. He's done it before. I think he's, to me... And my limited knowledge of rugby league in the sense that I never played at the level you guys did. He's the most important link for this Brisbane side today. Yeah, absolutely. He'll um, get the ball in the correct areas. But more importantly, if you look at um, ways to beat this Penrith Panthers team, uh, one team that seems to do it consistently is Parramatta. Obviously, they're not in finals. But if you look at how and how they manage um, to do that, a, a lot of it is due to the great kicking game, the long kicking game of Mitchell Moses, which put, puts the Panthers uh, just maybe three or four metres further back in field position, which yeah. may, then increases the difficulty for them to advance forward. And then, you know, obviously Nathan Cleary's kicking game off the back of that. So f- for me, Reynolds' most important uh, aspect of his game is the kicking game and putting the the Panthers in, in those difficult positions. And then, you know, he's the the father or the grandfather of this team yeah. where they sort of look to him and go, okay, n- now what? So um, after scoring points, maybe after conceding points, they're all going to look to Reynolds and go, you know, Carrigan's got experience as well. He's a good leader. But yeah, Cable has as well. Yeah, Cable's but, won a premiership. But, but, but fundamentally, Reynolds, yeah, yeah, Reynolds after scoring or conceding points is going to be the guy to say, give this, give this team some direction. What I would say is that it will be no surprise if Penrith win today because they have been the best team for the last four years. But this is the team... Sorry, can I just go back to an an important part of Adam Reynolds' play today is um, when he's he's involved in some of those shifts, knowing whether or not to give the ball to Reese Walsh if they're in front, you might just see Reynolds drop a player off instead of firing the ball out the back because then... Um, he puts it in the in the hands of Walsh, who he knows doesn't hold back. No. And maybe, at, you know, as, for example, at 12-10, advantage Broncos, if you go out the back to Reese Walsh, then he's going to try and score. And, and, and Reese is going to have to deal with all that as well. But don't be surprised to Reynolds in that situation, if that occurs, to go, I'm not going to give the ball to Reese. Not no. because I don't trust him, but I know I don't want to put the pressure on him or think it's time to go again. Yeah. Those are the li- that's the little bit of detail that Adam Reynolds has to... He-, he won't even be thinking that. He just sort of knows once they get to that. Once they get to a certain situation like that, on the flip side, he'll know if it's 12-10 in reverse, he's my man to go to. I've got to get some shape, get the ball over to Reese. Clive Churchill, medal winner. Reynolds and Brisbane win. That's what I um, the gut feel says. I've been talking all week about this game 
I keep convincing myself Penrith are going to win, but there's something about this Broncos team. Stay with your gut, just, mate. Stay with your man, gut. I'm, I'm going to. There's something about this Broncos team that I'm just attracted to. There's a pull on them. Um, yeah, and I kind of like the little bit of the... Obviously, look, the the, the greatness and brilliance of Penrith that's go three in a row. That's something that we should look to celebrate. But I think the romantic side of the the journey that the Broncos have been on, it's, uh, it's pretty you. special. AFL yesterday, grand final, great day, afternoon grand final. Now, the reason that we have a nighttime grand final here in New South Wales and in the rugby league world is none other than the broadcasters have decided that. Should that be one area that is a non-negotiable and we go back to an afternoon grand final? Traditionally growing up, it was always the three o'clock. Families came together for a barbecue you know, they had under 21s at 11, uh, reserve grade at one thirty, and then they had pre-game entertainment at 3 o'clock was the kickoff, and we were done by 5. It, it does seem to make sense. They just do it better the, off the field, the AFL. I don't say the product's better. It's not even near the product of rugby league, but the pre-game, the kicking comps, the traditions, they never stuff around with that. Yeah, well, well you know, I, I've I've read some of... Um, Peter Volandi's comments around it and I, it does seem the ball's in the, the broadcaster's courts. Um, but I don't know, should the conversation to the broadcasters be, we're putting on the show. Surely you can sell it. Yeah. It's a grand final. Like, it's not that difficult to sell. We, so we witnessed with the Matildas, right? Yeah. Put them on far at any from, time. Far, far from friend, uh, family friendly. Oh, yeah. sorry. Far from, like, peak broadcasting... Um, traditional viewerships like Wednesday evenings or whatever it may be, but you put them on whenever and they would, millions would be watching. Yeah, so, I agree. I don't know. For, for me, if you can't sell this to your audience, then... You got some dramas. Yeah. You got some dramas. Well, that's it from us here at Footy Talk. Um, on a Sunday, on football Sundays, every week we've done it. I think we've actually done uh, 31 of them mm. this year on a Sunday. Haven't enjoyed one of them, but um, no, me yeah. <laughs> I feel we'll, like I we'll should, be back next year again, no doubt. I, I feel um, like I should get like a, a bonus for being me and you one on one. No help, didn't you get one? I got one. <laughs> I got a bonus. They gave me one. <laughs> you never got one. Oh, we'll talk about that another day. That's it from us here at Woody Talk. Enjoy your grand final Sunday, James Graham and Dobbo.